Okay. <clears throat> Hello? Okay. All right. So let me explain <clears throat> the middle of this Torah, Torah Lama Dalit, and up to us, hey, he explained Keshalev, when the heart is Meshuka Bahavasu, when the heart is sunk in a negative love. You know, but the, I, this Torah is trying to explain, really, we, a person goes through often very negative feelings, but not only does a person go through negative feelings, the person also goes through negative desires and loves that he has. And the wrong thing, people get caught up in the wrong thing, like the wrong thing. There are people who even uh, food that it's not healthy for them, they like. People who shouldn't eat sugar, all of a sudden they're the ones who eat sugar. Or even relationship that's not healthy for a person, people get involved. So, you know, and more so spiritually. Sometimes you are, you are it's called a havas royce. It's called a negative love and desire. That means there's a great negative love. That means normally the person will be spiritual healthy. Then he would love goodness. A healthy emotional person likes goodness and doesn't let himself be abused. A person who's healthy spiritually, the neshama, if he'll be totally healthy, it would pull him only to good things, to love and to do daven and to be close to Hashem and study the Torah. So often a person has a harvest rose, it's called. He calls it the negative loves and desires. So this, where does this come from, he says. Now this is a very deep, deep chassidus. Uh, it's built on and one of the things that the Rizal explains. And it's brought down in many, many chassidists. When the Rebbeinu Shlem created the world, in order the world to be created in the ultimate wisdom, the Rebbeinu Shlem saw that the original kalim had to break. It's called shviras ha-kalim. And Chabad, it's taught a lot about it and other chassidists. But means that the light of the Rebbeinu Shlem shined in the vessel couldn't hold the light, and the vessels broke. That was purposely done by Hashem. And it's a whole long, long, long at length how this works, but sort of Hashem had a vessel, put in the enormous amount of life, and the vessel shattered, and from that developed the negativeness of the world. It's called Shviras Akelem. The power that people could, the negative in the world, came from, the, from this thing, which the, he explains, and the Zoya explains that the, when, to explain this in a very simple way, Rabbi Nachman explains it this way. When a person has great love to Kedusha or to any person, any love that a person has, what happens is if the person hurts you, it, you ignore it, you know. Shlomo Merch says, "Al kol peshuim techasa ahava." And all rebelliousness, love covers up. There is always a level how much you could tolerate. But the, the, the Shlomo Merch says, when there's, it's called the bris ahava, bound of love. You overlook. Okay, nothing is perfect, and you overlook and you move on. He says, when the when the bris of love shatters, it's called like b'shiras akelim. Then, instead of love, there's negative feelings. It's embarrassment. For instance, just to make it in a very simple way, in a, a, you know, a couple could be madly in love, and they live, and all of a sudden, after a few years, they get divorced. I haven't, I haven't heard only one time someone told me a peaceful divorce. One guy told me, a doctor once told me, that his divorce is extremely peaceful. They argue, they fight. Normally, it is an incredible fight an embarrassment and it's, it's a humiliation when the, when, because when there's the bris, a bound of love with this togetherness, 
Then, then there's kol peshum chasahava. That means everything you could foresee. When that breaks, then it's cherpu shavru libi. Dovin Melech says, cherpu means disgrace broke my heart. When there's a breakage, it then what happens to a person, then he, and a person in, with Hashem is also that way. A person could be davening and learning everything. All of a sudden, that breaks sort of the connection. All of a sudden, it doesn't just don't. Often people would say, it's not just I stopped davening. I stopped doing crazy things. You know, it's like I was going on the right track, doing everything. When a person just moves off the track, okay, you didn't daven. No, unfortunately, people sometimes turn the other way. So he explains, and I'm going to read it inside, how a person should overcome this. But this is a little bit deep, so let's read it inside English. When the heart, he says, is sunken, and the negative loves and desires, he says, this is referred to the fallen, the shattered love. That's how it's the, 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 the Zoe explained this. It's called the shattered love. It comes from the negativeness of it, he says. This is because the evil inclination and the impure force exists as a result of the primidamal shattering of the vessels, called Shvira Sakelem. That gives a person to love the wrong things. That means the, there's Hashem created love, but if you take the love, there are many people could like, as I said, it could be physically unhealthy for you, and you like it. It could be emotionally unhealthy for you, and you are attracted to it. I always tell people, people always get attracted to things Addiction is always the things that's not good for you. No one ever got addicted to whole wheat bread. You ever heard someone say, I must have my slice of whole wheat bread today. I must have my, you know, water, glass of water today. It's like, it's something that's unhealthy, usually you get addicted. It's alcohol, or it's it be, uh, anything that's really negative. The negativeness, the love of negativeness has an addiction factor to it. This is because it comes from the clippers. The clippers, as explained always in Hasidus, get very attached. It's like a shell. A shell is very tough. A shell of a, no, it depends, different shells, but a shell of a nut and a shell of a walnut and a shell of a certain are very tough. The clippers attach themselves in a very strong way. It is further, he says, explained, <clears throat> In the Etzchaim, that's the result, that the fragments of the vessel of Chesed fell into the binner, into the world of Bria. Let me explain what this means. You know, like last week I explained there's Chochmah and there's Binner. Chochmah is the wisdom, Binner is the second part. Now that you understand something, you could build on it what you understood. Binner is, is the translation of building. A person tells you a concept, you know now how to compare the concept. The person should tell you anything. It'd be a math thing, a person would tell you a practical thing, a person would take you a wise thing, that you build on the knowledge what you took in. Chachma is the knowledge itself, but it's the next step. So the Zoyer explains, the Rizal explains, that the, where did this fall? It fell to the Bina. Bina is the building where your person builds. What does that really mean? which really means binda is the act of thinking. You know, you're trying to figure out a problem. You've got a problem. You want to figure out how to help someone, how to, your business to go better. That's the power of binda of a person. He knows many, many situations about to do it. He's trained. Now what he's doing is building on his knowledge. So thinking is called binda, always called. What is this to us? In, 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 in the conversation he's going to explain, is with the the the, Shvide, the light went into Bina, he explains. You should think then, not be passive, but think how to build on that. That means, the, like we began to explain, a person has terrible negative love. Instead of just, don't just sit passive, but concentrate, he's going to explain so how to do it, to get in touch with the positiveness. How to get in touch at the end of the, he'll explain, by talking to Hashem, talking to someone. Talking helps a person to get out of his negative feelings that he's sort of uh, uh, walling in it and, and being preoccupied. He says, in the light from Ches, on the other hand, remain in the sphere as Yisod, in the world of Atzilet, and Yisod is identified with the Sadiq, foundation of the world. What he says over here, 
that the the the, the, the yisod is the sixth sphere. You know, the, that's the sod. The sod means that uh, the foundation, where the, really the passion lies. He says what a person has to do is utilize the, the look to make it in a very simple, practical way, the people who are born very passionate. Now, he could be a passionate lawyer, could be a passionate scientist, a passionate doctor, or lahavdil, he could use his passion for Torah. He could be a passionate Talmud Chochem. He is passionate. You can't say, you know, you know, you watch your child grow up, you see this person, person is full of passion. But he can use the passion, the love, the the the... the being whatever he's doing in his character and use it in a different way. What happens to the person when he's all of a sudden he has negative things that he's in, he's in love, very, very negative, he just should sort of switch and get attached to the passion, the sort of Kedusha. And again, at the end he's going to explain how do we get it by talking. Very often you're in a very bad mood. Talking to a friend helps. You don't have to have a therapist. Just talking to a good friend, you get it off your heart. Speaking to someone, you know, makes gets the load off you, or you see it differently. You have a friend, and you can discuss what's going on. You happen to see it in a much different light. So the same way with talking to Hashem, not just davening, but literally talking to Hashem. He began last week and explained that piv and chachman. Your mouth represents the yud. And the heart represents the live. The heart is broken when a person has negative love to negative things. That's called shivrei luchos. Remember, he explained last week the heart is called the luchos. The luchos. And when there's negative, terrible negative feeling, it's called shivrei luchos. The luchos break. When a person talks to Hashem, he connects his pi, pi v'dasituna. The pasuk says he connects his mouth to his heart, and then slowly he could bring positive feelings into it. So he loved the Kedusha, loved to be disciplined, to look, uh, look in a more positive way, he says. Yeah, that's what he explains. <clears throat> so thus, these negative love and desires all originate, again, from the shattering of the vessels of Chesed, he explains. This is why Unkelis translates the word disgrace in the, word, in, in, the word, in the words. You know, there's a Pasig in Tillam. And Postic says like this, Cherpu Shavru Libi. Disgrace has broken my heart. You know, a disgraceful act breaks my heart. The Kavalunid, I longed for sympathy, but I and there is none. When the heart it has negative, very negative feeling, truthfully, your heart is broken. See, no one walks around when he, he's an addict, or no one walks around when he's doing something not good, then he feels great about it. I always joke with the people, don't come to learning and they watch a ba- uh, whatever, football game, a basketball game. It has to be a very good game, they say, that it was worth it. When no one sits at a television and says, you know what, it was four-hour television, it feels great. It doesn't make a person feel great sitting passive and doing. Makes a person feel much greater is when he does something, he works, he thinks, he meditates, he, that makes a person. The, the negative feelings, no matter if a person's addicted, doesn't make you feel good. It's called shivra libi, uh, the way calls. When there is disgrace and there was ungood feeling, your heart deep underneath feels broken. He says, in order to strengthen your heart, he says, not to have a broken heart, you connect your heart to your mind, and then your mind and heart work together. See, a person's mind could work one way, and his heart work in another way. Many people can know what the right thing is, and it's, this is the right thing, but it comes to it, his heart just wouldn't let him do it. That means his heart is separated from his heart. You have to take your das and connect it to your heart. And connecting das your heart is by talking. We notice all the time, you all notice this, when you start speaking about something, it clarifies, you see it differently. When you start talking to Hashem, literally, you know, speaking to the Hashem, the more you speak in the language that you speak, you know, whatever, English, the language that you think. You know, we, uh, we, if you notice, we all think in a language. If you speak in the language that you think, 
that speaking is helps a person connect his heart. That's what's called the das. The das connects the heart to the mind. That is all of a sudden the kedusha, the love that Yavindi will connect and you will be able to be focused in the more positive things. There are many people who have a hard time focusing in positive things. The more you daven and the more you talk to Hashem, you do connect and you break away from the negative feelings, he says. Because what it really is, you get in touch with the Yisoyed. Yisoyed is the passion. And you connect it also to your heart. And you connect it to the Das. And when you talk to Hashem, you have Hashem in your mind. It all becomes in a very, very powerful, uh, positive way, he says. That's what he says in the post. He says, Asheloi or lu ki it's, you know, Orla is, is uh, uh, just a, a saying, uh, someone is not having a bris, but it's really saying it's a cherper, it's an embarrassment. The negative things that we have is an embarrassment. No one is comfortable, feels good with the negative feelings they have. So that's what's called an embarrassing. And to change that, he explains, is you should, again, break away is by thinking and talking to Hashem, he says. <clears throat> That this is what at the end, if you look, uh, if you look inside in English, it says, if furthermore we see, we see, he says, that love covers all the wrongdoings. Even if a person wrongs his friend, he says, still does not disgrace him since love covers all wrongdoings. That means as long as there is love, he says, explains, the, the love covers all wrongdoings. There's many wrongdoings that happen, and the love covers your friends or yourself, the person, the person is much easier to forgive. If he likes himself, it's easy to forgive himself. If he likes his family, it's easy to forgive for them. He says, when, but when the, when, then he goes, how when the bound of love existing between these friends go bad, which parallels the shattering the vessels of chesed, this is what explained the chesed, the vessels of chesed got broken, when all of a sudden that breaks, everything the other person does is a disaster. You know, when an unfortunate couple has to get divorced, anything the other person seems to look, you could translate bad, becomes bad. Before that, everything was good because that's, there's a bound, a bris of chesed, and then when that breaks, then everything is negative. So in order, Nachman is saying, to get away from this negativeness is the more, again, a person connects to Hashem, the more he connects to the goodness of themselves, that's how he feels very, the, the Kiddush enters and it feels good. See, like, as I began to say, if a person does something wrong, or no matter how minute, you know, if you're sensitive, you don't feel proud of it. If a person is addicted to something that's not healthy, it's not that he walks around, yeah, I'm so proud I'm addicted to drinking. You know, no one walks around, you know, I am an addict. I'm proud that I have my Michigasen that I have to do this and this. No one is proud of that. And the negativeness, it's called cherpe. It's called a, this sort of a disgraceful in themselves. That's called a, a broken heart. But when you focus your heart in the positive, that makes a person feel good. And this is not what I'm not saying, but this is very practical in life. A person is over the train in America, but busy how if you feel good about yourself and uh, confident or uh, self-esteem, self-esteem works if you, f- if you accomplish, you feel good about yourself. If a guy doesn't accomplish, does not feel good about a person. You know, it has to do if a person works hard, davens hard, takes care of things, volunteers, all those things feeds a person's heart. It shouldn't be a shiver relief. It shouldn't be a sort of a broken heart and embarrassment heart. So this is how he's just saying, what this gets into a person Try to meditate. You not just sit passive. Don't just say, you know, a good night's sleep is going to chase it away. Just think, you know, turn your mind in a different direction. And the best way to do it, he explains, is talking to Hashem. Talking to Hashem connects your heart to Hashem. See, when unfortunately we are void of Hashem in our mind. Even when we daven, a few seconds, it depends how well you daven, Hashem comes into your mind. But the more a person really thinks about Hashem, makes a relationship with Hashem, the more the negative feelings moves away. 
because a, a, for another reason, a Jewish soul is hungry for the presence of Hashem. Just like a person who is not unmarried. There's a certain type of a loneliness there which is not filled. Our marriage could only fill. Same way, a Jewish soul cannot be fulfilled unless they have a relationship with Hashem. The lo deep loneliness that often people have is the lack of having a relationship with Hashem. Because just like physically we that way, in, 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 as a human being we need friends and you need to be married and you have social friends and takes away a big part of the loneliness, so too... The same thing is your neshama needs to be fulfilled is attaching you to Hashem. When we attach Hashem to ourselves, we make Hashem a reality in us. When we daven and we think about Hashem, then slowly this, the negativeness move away. So this is, the, this is Kemat, you know, the entire lesson where he tries to explain over here. And this, it is, you know, and as life goes on, you know, when a person is young, he has thoughts and gets older, a different type. But the truth is that talking to Hashem, and as soon as you explain even another thing, it, not only talking to Hashem, talking to a friend, he says. Saying, you know, I always tell people that today in America, you could talk about everything. You could talk people how, you know, how your marriage is going, how much money you're making. Ask Hashem, how is your relationship with Hashem? He thinks you're queer. I mean, what is this? You know, don't ask me such questions. You know what I mean? That's untouchable. How my relationship with Hashem is not of your business. You know, uh, other things, people are not un uncomfortable. With that. Unfortunately, this becomes so removed from us. Uh, the truth is, uh, one of the most important parts of, of being connected to Hashem is our relationship with Hashem. Like I explained this last week, you know, a relationship needs two things. You need, you need uh, uh, like I explained last week, in a marriage. Imagine a husband does everything exactly what his wife needs. You know, does the shopping and makes sure the garbage is taken out, takes everything. But there's no warm words to each other. It's a machine. The guy, the, I can't live with this. What's wrong? I mean, he does exactly, does the shopping and does the carpool and does everything. But you need the uh, in-between warmness that has to flow. If a person is just very warm, he does do nothing, he also can't live with such a man. Guy just always, I love you, but does do nothing. Sits in the couch, says, I love you. It doesn't work. You need a person, relationship needs two things. We need to do what we need to do, and we have to share our feelings. Well, unfortunately, we became Yiddishkeit. We became like very stoic, I think it's called in English. That we come, everything, uh, we do exactly. The Bruder, the, the, the Shulchan Aruch says, we check it, finish. Where's... Uh, Good morning, Hashem. You know, I, you know, here I am. Thank you, Hashem. You know, it's amazing what you did to me, Hashem. That is so removed. Our relationship is very dry. You know, someone literally just told me this morning, I mean, last week he spoke to me. Someone is here in the community he grew up very from. Unfortunately, he slipped and now he wants to come back. And he explained to me he grew up in a real... Uh, in New York, in a very strict religious family, everything is what, you have to do this. You get up in the morning, you got to put on the right shoe, and then the left shoe, and you have to tie the left shoe, and everything was like drilled, and he said, you know, like, uh, I, I just couldn't make it. So he says, you, the, what's, what happened now that you're willing to do it? He said, now I began, and I begin to know these feelings in Yiddishkeit. You know, all of a sudden he realized that it's not so dry, you know, it's like I said to him, that's what the relationship, and a relationship is only, you got to do this, you cannot have such a relationship. No matter how great the guy is, that's willing, no matter how great it is, if there's no bond, the relationship will not work. We with Hashem is the same thing, no matter how devoted you are, you do everything right, you got to make Hashem a reality. You got to make Hashem a reality, you got to be davening. It's not only, in, unfortunately, we daven to Hashem when we're in pain. No one says, you know, maybe I should say capital tilim for Hashem. You know, we always think about ourselves. I always point out to my children, I have a proof you always think about yourself. When you look at the picture, family picture, the first thing you look is about yourself. We are extremely always ourselves. That's a reality. 
But we have to think about others. Then we have to think about a relationship with Hashem. Once in a while I say, I want to say Tillam for the sake of Hashem. He's so good to us and he wants us to be connected. I'll say Tillam for him. Sort of a put, push yourself away and connect to, to Hashem. So anyways, this is what Rav Nachman, this story tries to explain. That when a person feels very down and finding himself liking negative things, the way to switch that he's trying to say over here is, is to talk to Hashem and talk to friends. By talking to friends in, about how your relationship with Hashem is. I am, don't be afraid to say, I, you know, I'm angry and I don't, someone once recently told me, I don't know what Hashem wants from me. Just saying it out, not bubbling, also helps the person. You know, just saying it out. He's going through a tough time. I don't know what Hashem wants from you. So I said, Hashem wants now the mitzvahs. I always tell people, one of the stories of the Klosenberger Rebbe that really hit me so deep was that while he was in the concentration camps, so he figured out how to light a Hanukkah. One light. He took out from his clothing a thread, and he saved a little bit of margarine, and he lit a tiny, imagine, a thread burning with a little margarine. So the people next to him said, one thread, this is Hanukkah. He says, this Hanukkah lech could be more worth than all the Hanukkah lech that I lit till I came in with all the chesidim around me, with all the beautiful. Because we, you know, we show now to Hashem how devoted we are. This is more worth than anything in the world. In a relationship, it's always that way. When anything is nice, you buy, so buy your wife flowers. It's, it's very nice. When things are bad and desperate, and you go out and you show her, you buy flowers. That has a much bigger meaning. You're doing a mitzvah. When you're going through a tough time, that has such a deep elevation. So when a bunch of from us is in your situation, he, Hashem created you. He created you with your strength, your weaknesses. I always say, I did not ask Hashem how to be born. He didn't take, didn't take us to the supermarket and says, choose the height, choose your strength, choose your weaknesses. He custom made us. Every one of us is a custom made. And he leads us through life. And he knows your weaknesses. And he knows by you doing this mitzvah is difficult. And you get schar for the other people. It's not so difficult. Other people, it's so easy. For you, it's difficult. You get judged for your situation. There's a very famous Gemara. The Gemara says that Shoel did one sin and he lost being king. Shoel, what happened was that Shmuel Novi told him to wait till I come and we'll have a great meal and, and then we'll uh, bring the Karbanis and told him just to be wait. And Shoel did not wait. That was one thing. Others learned that it was the chet from Amalek, but he didn't follow Shmuel's instructions, and he lost his kingdom. David Amalek did two terrible things. The story with Bathsheba, the story with Mechabal Oshnara, and the Gemara says he didn't lose his kingship. What is the difference? So the Arachayim HaKudosh HaLatoyi says a very interesting thing. Shoal was a very calm, collective person. As I'll say, Shoal was a snuer, he was a calm you know, meticulously, not, not so passionate, very calm. A calm person makes a mistake, that's, that's a bit much. David was a very hot-headed, it says in Pasek, David was red, he was gingy, and was full of passion, and he was, a, he was everything. David Melech was a musician, and he was passionate, and he sang, and he was full of passion. When he makes a mistake, two, even two mistakes, that is because that's how he's built. That's how his character. We can't always judge. We can't judge two people the same way. It's, the person is born one way. Is one uh, judges in their way. When we push ourselves to do the right thing, then that is has a, such a greater thing. That's why you should never judge and compare yourself to others. You know idea what other people go through. You have no idea, you know, on the outside, everyone looks nice, and looks wonderful. What's really in a person's heart, most often no one knows, and sometimes the person himself doesn't even know how, what's going through themselves. The person himself doesn't realize how difficult things is. 
But a person can't not judge, rather just do. This is me, and this is what I have to do. This is how I connect Hashem. This is, my, this is who I am. This is the best that I could do. And especially, and, and this study tries to explain, when a person has incredibly negative likings, what a person should do is to re, go into a different lane, sort of to say, and train your mind to focusing on the kedusha of it, focusing on positive things. And the way to do it is talking to Hashem and talking to our friends and learning chassidus. That helps a person, no matter how the negative things they like, to refocus. See, when a, what a person doesn't understand is, you are what you think. You are where you think. This is a very famous thing that Hashem used to say all the time. You could be sitting here, but if your mind is someplace else, you are right there. Your body is here, but you are really your soul and everything is there. If a person thinks about negative thoughts, he is wallowing in negativeness. Person thinks about positive things and how to be loving and how to do the right thing. You are, it has an incredible effect. You know, the, the, the negative things that you feel inside and you just go over and over again, that is not healthy. So what your person should do is stop thinking. Just thinking about the positive, how to do that. Some people say they cannot control the thoughts is by talking to Hashem. And he explains why, because the mouth is called Yud. He explained before, Piv Das Chachma, the mouth the Zoyer always says represents the Yud. The heart is called the Luchais, it's called. And, and you connect the Yud and the Vav, the, that makes the Yud Vav, makes into the, the, the name of, part of the name of Hashem, which connects the two, which connects to the Vav, it represents the Yisod, the passion. Then you can bring out the goodness, what's in you, and connect the passion to the goodness that's in you. Because we all have ideas and passion and things that we want to do. Just when you connect yourself in a very powerful way to the positive things, this is how you push away the negative things, he says. <clears throat> then he says, I, last week began to explain this. Didn't have time to finish it, but let me, he says, every person has a certain good thing in them which they are special. That's a very famous Gemara. <clears throat> Let me repeat the Gemara again. The Gemara says in Masech Tanas, a very, very profound Gemara. A buyer used to get regards from the Masifta Derekiah. There was a heavenly yeshiva up there. Used to get regards every Friday. Rova would get regards every Erev Yom Kippur. Imagine you get a malach comes down and it sends regards from the heavenly Masifta, Masifta Derekiah, it's called. The Gemara says, Abba Umna used to get regards every day. Abaya was very disappointed. He says, You know, well, why? Abaya had a great yeshiva. Abaya was the good Lador. And Abaya really, according to the, and the result, was a big rebbe. He, was, he had. Uh, incredible, uh, powerful soul he had. So he was wondering why he doesn't get regards every day. So he wanted to check out what this Abu Umna, Abu Umna was a, a, Abu Umna means a person who leeches blood. That was his profession. They believe that you should take blood. And he tries to go visit Abu and he sees that Abu Umna does, he has, he has his practice. And he has, when he has to take care of a lady, there's a huge curtain, so all she does is puts out a hand. He, no, when people pay, he doesn't take money from people. Anyone who wants to pay, pay. You don't want to pay, no. There's, when you leave, you leave the room, there's a pushka outside, the ones who wants to pay, pay. The ones who don't, don't pay. A Talmud Chacham, he never would take money. Just the opposite. Right afterwards, he would give him a nice tip and buy himself a lunch. That's what he wanted to do. And Abai wanted to test him. So Abai sends two of his Talmidim, and he says, I want you to go test Abumna. So they sleep there at night, and the morning they roll up the bed, and they go to the shuk, and they want to sell it. So they come to the shuk, and trying to figure out how much it's worth, and Abumna comes. So they ask him, how much do you think this is value? He tells them it's worth $100. How do you know? That's how much I paid for it. Oh, you know it's yours. Says, we wanted to just test you. 
Abraham says, no, the second you took it, I was convinced you needed for Pidyan Shvuam to redeem some of the captivity. I was magdashit for tzedakah. I'm not taking it back. Zygmunt relates, when they said it to Abai, Abai says, there's no way I can copy this. Now, that means Abba Umna didn't have a yeshiva. He had sitkis in another way. Abai had a great yeshiva and he was teaching Torah. Every person has their strength with their art. This is your uniqueness where you are. This is what Hashem blessed you. This is what you are. Don't, you know, can't expect everyone to be you, and can't, everyone is different. So every person has an ikuda, a point, which is their strength. When people get together, the Rizal says a very profound thing. If a Jewish person would be living in the desert by themselves, they would become non-religious. Not because the non-religious people around you, with no radio, no TV, besides probably you go a little bit bonkers, but he says living alone, a person cannot keep, because we need to bounce from each other off continuously. Living in a community, see this guy does chesed, this person is kind, and this person davens better, helps other people. We don't even realize it, that this is how it works, how we bounce from each other, we give as a community enormous strength to each other. People live alone in a non-Jewish community. It's very difficult to hold on to everything because we don't have enough things to bounce around because every person has an akuda. So every person, people talk to each other. It, every person has something good. If you pay attention, you could find every person has something special, unique, which their strength is, and you can learn from something. Shloim Melech says, iskalti. What does it mean, Komalam de Iskalti? He says, I learned from everyone, even from a tipish. Tipish means someone very not smart. It means you could learn wisdom from everyone. So again, what Rahman is saying, there's three things a person to do. When you wake, when you ever wake up in a mood that you just don't want to daven, or you don't want to take the covers off you, you want to stay under the covers for three days, you know, just one of those days. You know, just can't, you have a hard time facing the day. It is, this is part of life. As I said, you know, when, the car, when, when a person is in intensive care, I always tell people, how do you know the person is dead? As long as the lines go up and down, the person's alive. When the lines are flat, gone. As long as we have ups and downs, we are alive. You know, one day you feel great, one day you feel lousy, one day it's better, one hour you feel happy. When we can, no one is every minute the same happy, same enthusiasm. It goes up and down. That's life. Life is ups and downs. But when you're really down and just have a hard time just getting up and doing the right things, that is, that is the negative things. Cherpu Shavrulibi calls it. It's disgrace that covers your heart. You should focus and talk and think about, about positive things. In another place, Nachman even says, you should think about the good things that you have. Not only talking to Hashem, but focusing. I'm not so bad. See, the Eitzahara is amazing. Either he blows a person up very much, that's the arrogance, or he tells a guy, you're nothing, don't even go daven. It's not even worth you davening. You know, he's never honest. He never is middle. The Eitzahara is either very this way or very the other way. Person, you know, nothing wrong. A person says, you know, there is goodness in myself. And there is good points about myself. If you focus that, you literally are in the good place you are. When a person focuses on negativeness and crazy thoughts, then your mind is there. When a person focuses on the positive things, you are literally in the positive situation. So a person could be thinking about goodness, you are in the good, good situation. See, what many people don't realize, a person's thoughts is very, very powerful. You know, it's much more powerful than speech, according to the Balami Kabbalah. And I, the, the Mechshuvah is called the Kodesh Kedoshim. The Zoyot explains the brain, he calls it Kodesh Kedoshim. Kodesh Kedoshim was the inner, inner sort of Kodesh, and the Kodesh where the Luchais was. The person's mind, brain, is, you know, the only ones, the Medrash says, a very interesting Medrash, the only ones who walk straight is the human being. You ever know, know, heard about that? 
A human being, his mind is reishis chachma. An animal walks on all four, and a dog, the behind and the front is the same. The only mammal that walks straight up is a person. A person, his reishis first is his chachma. His mind is the first, because the chachma is the holiest things in a person's mind. So if a person thinks in Kedusha, he really, now, in order again, Ram Nachman says in this Torah, to get to the Kedusha, you speak to people. You know, I'm annoyed in my mind, you know, I'm angry. Get rid of the angry, and you could, a person, get in touch with the Kedusha that's inside in them. And that's how you overcome you know, the the negativeness, the, the, the embarrassment, like you began to explain, because negativeness is an embarrassment for yourself. No one has to know about it. When you are addicted to something, which you know is not, you're not proud, it doesn't make you feel good about it. It's deep down, you don't, it's uncomfortable. So that's when a person refocuses and talks to Hashem and davens, that makes a person feel great. It makes a person feel like I am, you know, there's goodness in me, there's kedusha in my heart. And that's how you sort of break away. That means the piv, your mouth, and the chach may connect together. And that makes them into one. Any question before I go on? Yeah, a, woman's, a mind is holy, a man's mind and a woman's mind is holy. Both are very holy. It's just a man's mind is one way and a woman's mind is a different way. But uh, the, the, the mind, what we don't realize, the more a person thinks about holy thoughts, good thoughts, you, you become much more holier. A holy person is the one, but Kedusha is tzaddikim because they never allowed non-holy thoughts into their mind. That's why could, uh, they were so holy, because they would uh, not listen to the radio, not, I mean, talking about real great tzaddikim, sort of the, everything, the thoughts were continuous holy, so more Kedusha would rest in their mind. That's, you know, the more the person thinks about good things and, and Kedusha, it really re- uh, uh, that's what it brings. Because the mind is very, 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 very powerful. Yes. Well, it means just, you know, having a relationship with Hashem, being kind, thinking about kind thoughts. Often people get into, get into a mood where they think about negative thoughts. One guy once came to me, he tells me, you know, he was going through a tough time. Someone cheated him in business. He says, I wake up in the morning, I have a machine gun in my hand. I said, boy, are you angry? You know, like probably all day long when he's trying to go to business and someone took, cheated out of the business, he works on anger. That's very negative thoughts. A person has to push away that and think about thoughts of Kedusha, positive. That Hashem is with me. You're not alone in the world. When you say a bracha, you realize that Hashem has, has given you the food. You know what I mean? And uh, the more generally positive thoughts is Kedusha. Usually negative things, angry thoughts, destructive thoughts. Being destructive is very, very... That's why movies or any television which has a lot of nonsense, it's all nonsense, but it's, you know, it's like has a very... It's violent and it's, it's, it's lust has a very negative impact on the person's mind. Because the a person's mind is Kurdish, has to be more filled with positive things. And the more positive things and good things and loving things he has in mind, that brings Kedusha. I mean, there are people who, this doesn't have to do with holiness. I'm gonna say something many people get, uh, there are people who you could sit in front of them, and they could feel what you're thinking. I met a girl many, many years ago who was, was able to sit down, close her eyes, and tell you when the last time you got angry. She was very accurate. And she just became religious. And, uh, and she told me she doesn't know. She closed her eyes, and the thought there are people who are much more sort of sensitive the thoughts, and they re, 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 explain, uh, and, uh, the Kabbalah is explanation, but you don't have to be Jewish for that. You could be a non-Jew to do that. 
if you people meditate a lot, could literally feel the other person's thoughts, not just feelings, thoughts. Because the thoughts is really very powerful. Extremely powerful. We don't realize it because we, 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 it's something we can't touch. So in, in Chassidus, this is always explained. Good, if you think loving thoughts, you could change everything. That's a parent told me once a very frightening story. <clears throat> Let me say the story over. He said to me, he has a... He has a Hashem Balach family. One of his children was uh, going through a terrible teenage years. And the person was convinced his son is going to go off, become non-religious. So <clears throat> he, ha- he called someone in Israel. He had an old friend from Yeshiva who deals with teens. And he begged them to give him an appointment. He says, like, I don't have an appointment now. Six weeks from now, I have an opening. I'm, I'm going to come anytime. I come in six weeks. All right? He says, but till six weeks, he come to me. He says to me, I want you, you and your wife to do an exercise. And he asks, he tells me the story. He says, when do you find time alone? He says, when I drive home from my business. I want you, when you drive home from your business, think only positive thoughts about this teenager. Don't think that how hard it is and they throw him out of yeshiva and you're trying to find a new yeshiva. Just focus on positiveness about him. Yes, Tells me, he asks my wife, when do you have time alone? He says, when I wash the dishes. Sort of, then it's when I, he says, I want you to 20 minutes just to think positive thoughts. He says, six weeks later, he was supposed to fly. His son totally changed. You know, it didn't become a tzaddik overnight, don't think of it, but the, the whole attitude changed. So it, it, has, it has many different effects because a child at home feels children and we feel the thoughts that the other people have. Thoughts are very powerful. It's not just something you have thought and just no one knows about. Thoughts are extremely, extremely powerful. So Rav Nachman is saying over here, when you find your thoughts flying in, in the wrong direction, having a negative liking, you could redirect your thoughts. And you could think and connect it to your heart, to the Kedusha of the heart. You should talk to Hashem, talk to friends. By talking to Hashem, you get in touch with holiness, goodness. And that sort of gets rid, sheds all this. Okay. Thank you.